Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and focus and gently, just gently focus and let your soul fall back into your spirit. Because our goal is not even to learn about God, but to experience Him. And we experience Him through our spirit, through our soul being reunited with our spirit. When you think about it, it's not that complicated. It's not easy to act on. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes God doing his work in us. But when we align our goals with him, when we discover what his purpose is for us, his purpose for us is so much more important than our purpose. Our purpose is to know him, to be one with him, and we find that that hard to apply to our lives because it's not very specific. But his purpose for us is to reveal himself to us, to bring us into that unity, spirit, soul, and body. If you've been born again, your spirit is one with him. And his purpose on this earth for you is for you to be reunited spirit, soul, and body. So he can reveal himself, give himself to you and through you unconditionally because he makes us able to receive unconditionally everything he wants to give unconditionally. But we like specifics. We want to know, okay, how am I doing here? Am I doing the right thing there? I think this is part of why we get lost easily. We get sidetracked and discouraged and frustrated and put all our effort into effort into things that aren't important, that don't contribute to what God is doing in our lives. But we are now a spirit being. You are a spirit being. If you've been born again, You've been restored into God. And your spirit has authority in your life, in your soul, over your soul and body, and over the circumstances in your life. But we're often so even hesitant to learn how that works. And it's a learning process. We think we have a manual and we think we can look to other people to how to do things. But God's purpose, again, for you is to have an intimate relationship with him through your spirit. Not an intimate relationship with a book or a, an author or anyone, but an intimate relationship with him. So we go to him 
We go to God with our questions. We go to him to teach us how things work, how things operate. Now, when we try things, there's going to be problems, there's going to be mistakes, there's going to be trial and error. We're going to give up. We're going to run ahead. We're going to get off the off track. So what? Very, very often, most of the time, we learn more from going off track, making the mistakes, missing the mark, than we do by getting things right the first time. We're looking to develop a relationship with God habitually, learn to live and move and have our being in him habitually, that it becomes automatic. So in a, in a difficult situation, it's automatic to turn to him, Lord, what's going on here? When we're dealing with stress or a stressful person, Lord, what's really going on here? Is there something else I, I need to know about this? Lord, am I not planning for something in the future? Am I spending too much time in the future? Lord, am I too, dwelling too much in the past? And when we can start taking our challenges to him, you know one of the first things he does is he starts making it more clear what those challenges are. If there's an area we've, for instance, always struggled with, when we start taking that struggle to God, he starts explaining what the real problem is. Very often, it has nothing to do with what we're struggling with. Sometimes it does, but a lot of times it doesn't. It's just we have found a mountain that makes it easy for us to go round and round and round rather than deal with what God wants to deal with. And and part of our challenge is change is hard, and we don't like hard. We like easy, and we like control. Very often healing brings pain. Change brings pain. And our soul, your soul, has gotten really good at pain management. Avoiding pain, minimalizing pain. But very often, first of all, if you're going to be in this world, there's going to be pain. You're going to be rejected. You're going to feel unloved and unwanted and insignificant. None of that's true, but that's how you're often going to feel. And yes, you're going to be rejected. There's two kinds of people in this world those that have been rejected and those that have been rejected more. So it's not something to really be surprised about. You're going to be rejected. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that God has rejected you. There are times we do stupid things and we're rejected. And then we can understand, well, duh, you know, if... When I now when I look at it, I go, oh, man, no wonder I was rejected. No wonder I lost that friendship or that project or whatever. I did something stupid. I said something stupid. That's 
an understandable rejection. But a lot of times we make up rejections. A lot of times we put out there that I'm going to reject others before they can reject me. So we invite conflict. We bring down other people rather than raising them up. We push them away rather than inviting them in because we have more control. It's not pleasant. We're not any happier. We're not any better off. But at least our soul is in control. And these are just examples of areas that God wants to work in our lives. These are the areas that are important to him. One of the challenges we run into is being not so much rejected, well, sometimes rejected, about looking at ourselves. That we're spending too much time, what do they call it, navel-gazing. That you shouldn't be worried about yourself. Don't be concerned about yourself. Don't think about yourself. Well, for one thing, those when you're that's when that's all you're doing, it is not helpful. But our goal is not to just think about ourselves, but to see what God is doing, what He is changing in us, to see the wonderful works He's doing in us, in our soul, to be in agreement and working with Him towards his goal of oneness, spirit, soul, and body. So when we look at his purpose for us, in one sense it's very broad. In another, what is going on today for you, whatever your day was or is, that's part of his purpose for you. He created today for you. And he's putting you constantly in situations and circumstances that are for you to bring your soul into alignment with spirit. He does that. He does the work. He heals you and changes you and frees you. Our challenge is to go with him. We can fight him in our soul. We can let <clears throat> we can let our soul have its way and know that that's what's happening. We can say I don't want to change. Now, God's still going to do what he is going to do, but we don't get the benefit of it. God's still going to heal your soul. He's still going to bring you life, but you won't get the benefit of it. You won't enjoy his presence. You won't know him with that joy, that rest that passes all understanding. Enjoying the fruits of the Spirit, the the blessings of of living in the Spirit, of, of feeling what it's like to be home in the Spirit. This is why God says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Not think and see or know and see, but think, but 
taste and see that the Lord is good. That gives us a sense that we have to experience. Have you ever tried something, your favorite food, for instance, tried to describe it to someone? You can, you can use a lot of comparisons. Well, it's like this and it's like that. But the best way for them to experience it is to have a bite, to have a taste. Then they'll be able to say, oh, you're right, that is like this and this. It is good. I do love it. Or maybe not. But taste and see is about experiencing it for ourselves. God wants you to taste and experience him. And this eight-step process we've been working on is to take away some of the fear and overwhelmingness that approaching God on these spiritual things and these supernatural things, hopefully taking away some of that sting, some of that fear, that some of, some of that loss of control. What if I do it wrong? And whatever works for you is what God wants you to be doing. As long as it's bringing you into a closer relationship with him, into that rest, into that greater intimacy. So last week we had been talking about step number seven was respect and follow through. If God has told you to do something, You need to follow through and do the research and act on it. When we don't do that, we are acting contrary to our new nature, our new spiritual nature, and we we're disrespecting God and we're disrespecting ourselves. So when God puts something in your heart, a new desire, something that needs to change, a new project, and we don't take it seriously. We're saying no to God. Now again, it's not that he gets angry. It's not that he's going to hold it against you. But our soul is missing that opportunity to enjoy the process that God is already doing. You know, we, we can fight all we want, but God is going to do what he wants to do. We just may not see it until we, it's too late to enjoy it. Then it's okay to want to enjoy this life. One of our challenges is when we get clear direction from God. And it's kind of weird. It sometimes we're better if it's a vague direction. Start this direction, look for a new job, whatever. And we can in our head go, okay, is that God? And we can go, well, what would a new job look like? What, you know, would I do? Should I move? And you can start where you're at and and build on that. But sometimes when it's really specific, 
we reject it. We reject it because it's too clear, and then we won't have any excuse for not doing it. We just don't even want to, we want to pretend we didn't even hear it. And this is where clear direction from the Lord quickly turns into questions. At first we know we've received something from the Lord. We know what it is. But because we don't have the established habit to, to follow through, to not think it's going to get done on its own, not look for a magic wand, but to do the research, to do the work, to do the planning necessary. The most convenient doubt is that maybe it wasn't the Lord after all. A lot of times we don't even get that far. We just didn't even write it down. We didn't even say, I need to look into this. We didn't take it seriously. And that way, even clear direction he gives us falls through the cracks. Gets set aside for another day or never. Now let me just put this out here, and this is not for criticism or guilt. But if you used to hear God more clearly than you are now, this may be the reason. If he's told you things and given you ideas and pointed you in the right direction and given you direction and guidance and you haven't acted on it, if you haven't followed it, why is he going to give you more? You know, a lot of people, oh, yeah, I've, I've heard that word a hundred times. Well, are you doing it? Well, no, but because I know it's not from God because I've heard it so often. Or he hasn't made it happen. Well, he's given you the seed to plant, to nurture, to bring to fruit, then to harvest. These are the that works you do as part of your training to become, live and move and have your being as a spirit being. So let's, when God puts something in our hands, in our idea box, suggestion box, here's your feedback, take it seriously. That doesn't mean you go crazy and go, you know, quit your job and go on a sabbatical, six-month sabbatical to Timbuktu. No, you go, okay, Lord, what am I supposed to do with this? If you really want me to do this, this is what I would need to do. I'd need to go to school, or I'd need to learn how to do this, or I'd need to fill in the blank. You start looking, okay, what do I need to do to be able to do that? Lord, is this thing for now? Lord, is this you? And those answers are the answers themselves are not what's important. It's that you're turning it to him. 
You're not say you're not saying, okay, Lord says I should have a singing ministry. I guess I'll go put my cards out there for a singing ministry. No. Because doing the thing is not what's important. Is relying on God so you get the full benefit of the changes he is making in your soul. And we do that by asking him, Lord, is this from you? And then, okay, is this something I should be working on now? And we start writing a list. This is what I this is what I'm getting. This is what I'm hearing. This is what I want to do. Lord, are these desires from you? And we start talking to him about it. Now your mind, will and emotions, your soul. God created your soul to get its life from your spirit. And your spirit gets its life directly from God. So if there is life in those things that you are hearing from God, if there is rest, joy, peace, contentment, even when it's hard, even when it's hard work, and again, you make a mistake or you tried something and it didn't work out, the process is what's important because it's the process that brings our soul into unity with spirit. God wants you to succeed. You succeeding is him succeeding. But our goal is to develop it as a habit where you don't have to go, okay, what are the eight steps? It's what do we do next? Now, these are just eight steps. You can, again, write down seven or 12 or whatever. The list, and you'll probably change it over time. And you'll have different descriptions, maybe even in a different order. The point is just having this list makes it significant in your life. By taking, okay, I want to, you know, I, I believe Laura wants me to do a song ministry. Go through these eight things. And so many of us stop at one or another. We don't ask the Lord. We don't respond. We don't do our research. We just expect him to wave a magic wand and boom, we have a song ministry. Well, if anyone has a music ministry, you know that's not how it happens. The amount of work that goes into what God wants you to do will be amazing. But it's that effort that brings healing to our soul. That focus on what God has for you. And that's just leading for today. He may have led you from point A to point B and then he might take you to point W and then back to point L. How Whatever he wants to do, he gets to do what he wants to do. He knows what you need and he has crafted it for you and we just go with what he says. So we don't want to get too tied to what he's 
doing, thinking, okay, we understand the direction he's taking us. No, just start where you're at. Start where you're at and plan for tomorrow loosely. If there is something on your heart right now, write it down. And then ask the Lord, how many, how much time per week should I spend on this item? And let's say he's, he's gentle with you. He's going to give you 15 minutes, 15 minutes a week to talk to him about this topic, about this change, about starting something new, maybe even about how you treat someone or let someone treat you. You're to spend 15 minutes a week about this subject and then do it. Lord, what about this subject? You drop this in my heart that this might be something you want to talk to me about. Is this something you want to talk to me about? And then go through these eight steps. Just doing that opens your soul to connect to your spirit by respect. Your soul is respecting what God is doing. And then you get the benefit of it. God wants you to win. He wants you to succeed. So then what do we do? Step number eight for us is back to business. Now what does that mean? It means don't make a big deal out of everything. Return to what you were doing. Remember, the Lord is under no obligation to explain his timing or his direction to us. Now, as we become reliable and instantaneous in our response, like we, we, it becomes habitual to when we hear him, we ask, Lord, is that you? Is this something for me? Is this something for someone else? What am I supposed to do with this? As, we, as that becomes a habit, God starts to reveal himself more often and in more unique ways. He will like to keep company with you, and you will enjoy the benefits of that. Now, there's a price to that. But it's a price you'll become willing to pay because you've already received the benefits, being with him, experience, experiencing the rest and the peace and the joy that comes from being with him. Over time, you will find it likely that he will begin to share his purposes and plans. What he is doing through you, not so that you can take on the work of doing it, of getting it done. Okay, now, okay, This is what God wants me to do. I'm going to go do it. No. You will work with him, not in front of him or instead of him, but with him. Because that's what spirit is. Spirit is with him. And your soul being reunited with spirit is you're learning to walk with him. And we work and walk with him so we can rejoice with him as he does the work to and through us. And everything becomes the same. 
whether we're tending our garden or voted into Congress, it won't matter because it's what God had for us that day. One is not more important or significant than another. Now, these are some challenging concepts. And this is one of the the challenges, one of the reasons we have a hard time moving into new areas that God has revealed to us is because we think that there's going to be, if there's something, a greater purpose or greater, greater outcome, that there's, it's going to be harder, that it's going to be more difficult as far as getting it worked into our way of life. In other words, we're going to have to change. And again, we don't like change. So instead what God wants us to do is these things that he's put in our hearts, how do we approach them? If we have a way that we can rely on that's objective and and outside from us, we are more likely to hear more clearly and respond spiritually and not out of the strength of our soul, which distorts in order to protect and control. And again, there's always the body following along, and the the body is not neutral. The body has its own desires for control, but compared to the soul, it's far less. There's far less emphasis in our body about what the body, in our being, in our body, about what the body wants versus what the soul wants. Your soul has been working who knows how long to maintain control over every aspect of your life. And God comes in and says, "Uh uh-uh, we're going to do it my way. So we will pick it up here the same time next week. If you want to drop me a line, it's diane at therainersclub.org, or you can contact me through Blog Talk Radio. Until next week, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.